everyone. Welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer. We actually have been talking about mental toughness and mental strength. Yesterday's episode, I actually had it um, rolled it out in kind of a bullet format and talked about 13 things that mentally strong people do not do. So what I'm going to do is actually start out with number one today and then I'm going to keep going day after day and I'm going to go through all 13 of them and try to keep them short, sweet, and to the point. So right now, go ahead, screw in those earbuds, slap on the headphones, and you better turn up the volume because you're going to want to hear about this one. This one is talking about wasting your time feeling sorry for yourself. So this is something that a mentally strong person doesn't do. So I did reference it and when I was talking about mental toughness and I talked about self-pity. This is along the same lines. So let me let me throw this quote at you real quick. This is from John Gardner. <clears throat> Self-pity is easily the most destructive of the non-pharmaceutical narcotics. It is addictive, gives a momentary pleasure, and separates the victim from reality. How interesting is that? It is a destructive non-pharmaceutical narcotic because the more people do it, they feel sorry for themselves and they get reach pleasure from that. So we're going to spin off and I'm going to talk about a story about a boy named Jack. So Jack actually was hit by a school bus. And after he was hit by a school bus, there was going to be some significant injuries to him and he would not be able, he was an active kid, and he would not be able to um, walk the same. So he would not be able to do his activities that he was involved in. So this is how the parents reacted. And it's, it's kind of like, you got to learn not to react like this. So during the weeks that followed Jack's accident, the mother could not stop talking about the horrible incident. She brought it up in every conversation and kept talking about it and feeling sorry for Jack and what are we going to do. And even though the doctors, they medically cleared him that he could go back to school, the parents decided that he actually was going to be homeschooled. So here's what Jack's day looked like. Well, he was being homeschooled, and he was in a wheelchair, still healing. Jack would do his homework in the morning. He'd get everything done. And then in the afternoon, in the evening, he'd watch TV and play games. So what happened was the mom and dad were starting to realize that Jack, Jack's mood started to change. Keep in mind, my loves, that mom still talked about it all the time, like, poor Jack, oh my gosh, this is horrible. So they noticed he actually was becoming depressed. So then in a few weeks, within a few weeks of that, the um, parents contacted a therapist and said, hey, Jack, we're going to take you to the therapist, see what's going on, and here's something that Mama said. We're having such a hard time since this terrible accident. It's really ruined our lives and caused a lot of emotional problems for Jack. And so 
they brought that up to the therapist. Here's what the therapist said. Boy, I have been looking forward to meeting you, Jack. I have never met a kid who could beat a school bus. You have to tell me, how did you manage to get into a fight with a school bus and win? And for the first time, you guys, since the accident, Jack actually smiled. So here's what happened. He started going to the therapist. The therapist did not feel sorry for him. The therapist helped him become a stronger individual. And he, you know what? Jack ended up writing a book called How to Beat a School Bus. So after his therapy, the, um, the parents went to therapy and the therapist had to teach them how they need to actually treat the whole situation. So um, she basically said, quit feeling sorry for Jack. So they stopped doing that. Jack went back to school and he read his book to his classmates. So that's an incident, a situation where mom and dad were kind of like that whole helicopter. I don't know if you guys know about like the hover mother and helicopter and the parents just making sure they, I don't want my son to get hurt. That is not real life. That is not real life. You have to face what may happen and you have to have that strength to be able to face it. And you gotta have, you know what? No pity parties should be for years or days on end. You can have a pity party and, oh man, I feel bad, but you rise, man, you rise up after that situation may happen that is causing you to have that pity party. So let's talk about some of these things. What um, Do you respond positively to any of these following statements, my birds? So I'm, I'm going to read them off and I want you to think about them. You tend to think your problems are worse than anyone else's. If it weren't for bad luck, you're pretty sure you'd have none at all. Problems seem to add up for you at a much faster rate than anyone else. You're fairly certain that no one else truly understands how hard your life really is. You sometimes choose to withdraw from leisure activities and social engagements so you can stay home and think about your problems. You're more likely to tell people what went wrong during your day rather than what went well. You often complain about things not being fair. You struggle to find anything to be grateful for sometimes. You think that other people are blessed with easier lives. And you sometimes wonder if the world is out to get you. That's a lot of statements, and I hope you reflected on them because I know I've done them before. And it's like, oh my God, my life is so horrible. And I tell you, sometimes I look at myself and I go, what the hell? This is such a first world problem. It's not. And don't have that pity party, you guys. Yes, there is someone out there who has something going on worse than you do have. So that that pity consumes you until it changes your thoughts, your behaviors, and it takes control. And then what happens is it actually alters your whole attitude. So let me give you some things here. 
sorry, little pause. Um, <clears throat> here's some things that are going to be helpful for you, love buttons. Give yourself a reality check so you don't exaggerate how bad the situation really is. Step back, people, and assess whatever problem you have and go, gosh, is it really this bad? Here's what I told my students when I was teaching. It's like, is this going to matter in five minutes? Is it going to matter in five days? Is it going to matter five years? Think, 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 think. Okay, here's another helpful tip. Replace the negative thoughts about your situation with more realistic thoughts. Turn that negative to a positive. Choose problem solving and work on improving your situation. Again, I'm always like all about feel that feel, but solve it. Move on. You keep hammering it and hammering it and going, oh, what was me and all this. It's not going to solve the problem. It's not going to take care of the situation. Get active and behave in a way that makes you less likely to feel sorry for yourself, even when you don't feel like it. It's going to take practice, people. It's going to take practice, but it's worth it. You don't want to spend all that freaking energy on the negative and going, oh boy. Oh, okay. Here's one. Oh my God. I can't believe I just broke my nail. I'm devastated. Oh, my day is ruined. Hello? Again, that's a first world problem. I've heard it before. Your day's not freaking ruined. You, you broke a nail. We got to move on. I sound bitchy, but I'm just trying to get a point across. And the last thing, my loves, practice gratitude every day. I know I always talk about that. Have that attitude of gratitude. I swear to God. You get up tomorrow morning. I want you to look at something in your room, um, wherever you're sleeping. Some people sleep on the couch, etc. And totally fine. You're out in your living room. Look around. What can you be thankful for? I tell you, in my room, it is, oh my God, it's treacherous right now. I have clothes all over because I'm doing the switching and bringing out my winter clothes, putting my summer clothes away. So I'm like knee deep in freaking clothes. I am so thankful for this one shelving unit. So it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have something like that so it doesn't look totally disastrous. All right, enough babble from me. So I am so appreciative. Thank you so much for jumping on and listening. And hopefully this helps you out. Make sure you tell your friends to follow. Um, this weekend, I, I'm, I got to follow through with having more platforms with my um, podcast. So that'll come out and I'll be promoing more as I get more and more comfortable. Um, I'm comfortable talking, but I'm like, ah, I got to get it out there. Take care of yourselves, you guys. Take care of yourself. Never, ever stop learning or else you yeah, you'll stop living and you don't want to do that. So we will see you on the flip side. Take care of yourselves again. Peace out.